Welcome to the Cookbook Circle Podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends with a shared love of food, cooking, and all things cookbooks. We are now in the third season of this podcast. And this one is all about, well, not really anything in particular. We are themeless. So you can expect deep dives on certain dishes, reviews of cookbooks, of course, but there'll be new cookbooks, old cookbooks, all sorts of cookbooks. And of course, we'll be asking you, our lovely listeners, for some input on episodes that we're going to do. It's going to be so, it's gonna be so fun. fun. And if you love what we do, we're also on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help to cover the podcast costs from the books themselves to the ingredients for what we cook. And in return, you'll get some fun stuff like bonus mini-sodes. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now, let's get to the fun part. Hannah. Hi Victoria. How are you? <laughs> Hi. I'm good. Um, I'm fine. Fine. Sunday Sunday night scaries over here, but we're okay. We're getting through. But we um, each cracked a tinny. We as have. I believe they're called. Chin chin. <laughs> chin chin. <laughs> we never do this. <laughs> Welcome to the cookbook circle after hours. <laughs> oh, I feel like we've said that before. Um, do you know chin chin means something rude in Japanese? What does it mean? It means um, a man's genitals. Oh. Mm. The two. As in, is each one <laughs> called chin? <laughs> that would be confusing, wouldn't it? In like a... <laughs> Japanese isn't a tonal language, so it's not like you... <laughs> One is in one way and one is the other. No. Okay. Just, just, the, the, just the one. Just the one. Okay. Um, Good to know. Yeah, well, just, you know, next time you say chin-chin to someone, <laughs> make sure no one is or isn't a Japanese person around. That's um, why I got on so well there, I guess. <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> uh, anyway chin chin to the new king <laughs> god <laughs> he's not you there. Well, doing anything for the coronation <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. i don't know why that was funny am i doing anything no i mean i won't be having like a little union jack street party you're going to work aren't you because you um i mean you, know, you don't celebrate all day long <laughs> but no and i certainly uh well we are gonna i think we should make the quiche victoria this is the thing we we, we will make it for our little patreon pals <laughs> make the quiche is the uh is our band name of the week that'd be great on a t-shirt <laughs> The coronation quiche. The coronation quiche. Because apparently Charles... You may have heard of coronation chicken. <laughs> this is Take... better. It's certainly of an era. It's only 70 years in the making. <laughs> Do you know that the rationale for this was just that apparently Charles loves anything with egg and cheese? Because he's just a man of the people. You know? The people who yeah. hand him his pens and he like yeah. <laughs> poo them He's furious about it. The people uh, of this great country uh, <laughs> love. Does the song change now? All hail the Queen or whatever. Yeah. Pro- no, God yeah, that's save. how it goes. All hail the <laughs> Queen. It's God <laughs> save, isn't it? It's basically that. Just the pronouns and the name changes. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, the quiche is very strange because it has lard in the pastry, which I feel is unnecessary. It's a lot of people in this country that don't eat pork and the fact that there's lard in the pastry is <laughs> seems slightly not man of the people-y. No. Charles, Mr. Charles. Mr. Charles. King Charles. Well, do you think he was in the test kitchen rustling this up himself? Be like, yeah. you know what would yeah. make this better, guys? Some um, fresh tarragon. <laughs> the least accessible <laughs> of the herbs. <laughs> 
you know um what i think he's like look we've just got to take from you know the the british empire and you know what's more british than tarragon a common french cooking staple (laughs) (laughs) i like tarragon don't get me wrong i think it's better with chicken (laughs) well you see this is what i mean is i thought they were trying to make it like veggie friendly but then they put lard in the pastry so i don't understand that at all and also like broad beans and soybeans aren't that easy to get do we think beans would work in a quiche anyway that's kind of weird yeah i guess i don't know i like a broad bean i like a narrow bean (laughs) (laughs) i yes i like a broad bean but no i feel like the texture of a broad bean maybe doesn't fit in the, the rest of the quiche's texture in the texture profile yeah yeah do you not think so there's like broad beans of spinach yeah i don't know i just it feels like something you could eat without your teeth in you know <laughs> if you were of a, a certain age <laughs> that you didn't have teeth i feel like the broad beans will stop that yes they will they will be the barrier to the toothless <laughs> <laughs> spinach right which is you have to cook and like it's very wet it is well, it needs to be cooked spinach, lightly chopped, 180 grams. So that's probably like two truckloads <laughs> once before it gets cooked down. Half a spinach farm. Hey, it's your favourite side that they suggest to have with it. What's that? Boiled new potatoes. I know you love a little, little fresh new baby potato. <laughs> Why don't you just make the dish with what it didn't have to be quiche but like they could have just made something with new potatoes very you know something we grow in this country people love mm. a new potato you know in new potato season <laughs> <laughs> i like old potato season <laughs> i like big potato season <laughs> fucking around with new potatoes i hate them sorry do you watch um james martin's saturday morning extravaganza sometimes i often flick between the two there's the one on bbc one and then james martin is on itv and when saturday kitchen is too cringe yeah i have to turn to james martin with his big clock the big that is the excuse me <laughs> don't tell me that's not the biggest clock you've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> i'm just usually well. distracted by his waistcoat <laughs> that man has got a plethora of waistcoats <laughs> I love cooking in a waistcoat. Do you think just a waistcoat? (laughs) Donald Duck stuff? Makes me feel full like Toadie from Wind in the Willows. (laughs) Toadie? I've never seen or read Wind in the Willows. Are you you not thinking about neighbours? Toadie from me. That's who I feel like. <laughs> he didn't love the waistcoats as much. <laughs> it's too hot in Australia for a waistcoat. What did you want to say about James Martin? Oh, nothing. Just that they were making this. Apart from this giant clock. <laughs> Huge. They were making this dish earlier and it was like salmon and crushed new potatoes and asparagus. And I thought of you. But it, it did seem very basic as well. But I think he's just quite, she- that show's quite chefy, isn't it? He just has a lot of like very chefy people men. on. A lot of men, so many men. It's like men, and then there'll be that the odd like person from Coronation Street or something. <laughs> yeah, whatever um, celebrity they could book. Anyway, wow. <laughs> wow. I'm always surprised at the, the number of ways that we can find to digress from the subject material <laughs> at hand. <laughs> I would like, you know, to do a, a shot. I wouldn't like to do a shot for a start. But, I, you know, I'd like to see the number of shots I would have to do if we did a shot for every time we mentioned Saturday or Sunday TV, <laughs> breakfast, you know, cooking TV on this podcast. And I'm not mad about it. Apart from when you compared me to uh, Tim Lafferty, which I was mad about. I feel like mildly anxious if I'm out and about on a Saturday or Sunday morning and you text me that there's something happening and I'm like, I'm not at home and I can't see this. Like, I always feel feel like I'm missing out. Well, I feel like we haven't discussed the biggest thing ever to happen on Saturday morning television. Sorry. Like, for cookbooks. So. I'm opening You're my right? top button here. There's been a lot of baguette action today. <laughs> I 
feel like I've been eating a lot of baguettes. Victoria <laughs> looks really alone. You unbutton your pants for your baguette Thanks. action, and I will just mention to our followers, followers, <laughs> listeners, it's not a cult. Although, could be. I feel like I'd be quite a good cult leader, you know, along with you. Well, we'd be nice. You wouldn't have to do anything weird, like cut off your family or anything. You could just <laughs> cut off your family, <laughs> cut off your baguettes. That's what you'd have to cut with us. Alison Roman of last season okay. Cookbook Circle fame and, you know, the cookies, the pasta, the etc. The fall. Was on Saturday Kitchen. Yeah, the fall. <laughs> Not a Swedish crime drama. Yeah, she fell over on Saturday morning television here in the UK. And she went to sit down. Mm. But the thing she was going to sit down on was actually the wine table. Yeah. And fell. It was rough. I saw it live and she was so embarrassed, bless her. I mean, as you would be. But she did really well after the fact. And they treated her really well. I say that, but I feel like Matt Turbot was like, did you just sit down on the wine table? Oh my God. What even is a yeah. wine table? I did feel for her. It's happened to the best of us, Alison. <laughs> I miss a chair at least, you know, once every six months. I've had people say to me since that fall, were we happy about it because we were, didn't like the cookbook? No. And no, we should say that we just, we like Alison. We just didn't like the cookbooks Love that we Alison talked Roman. about. So... And we will, yeah, redeem. Sit, yeah, sit tight for, she's in London or the UK, right, for, to promote her new cookbook, yeah. which is the baking cookbook that Hannah talked a lot, a lot about on that episode. And yes, we will be doing that this season. So hold tight for it. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, th- none of that is actually what we're here to talk about, is it? No. No, but that has never stopped us before. We are <laughs> heading back to... <laughs> The heroine of our first episode, culinary royalty, gone from Charles Charles to Nigella. (laughs) I hate myself. Um, We're talking about Nigella Lawson and her second book, very primly named How to Be a Domestic Goddess, Baking and the Mm. Art of Comfort Cooking. (laughs) Comfort? I don't know if there's much comfort cooking in it, is it? It's mostly baking. Yeah, there is, you know, the savoury baking, but it is all baking. Because it's a book about baking, but not a baking book. Did you know that? <laughs> Please teach me the difference, Victoria. <laughs> well, Nigella, our lovely, lovely Nigella. So, it's like I said, this is her second book. So, this followed How to Eat which was our first ever episode. Yes. So please go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Sorry about the sound quality <laughs> and maybe banter quality. Can't can't say it's as good as this level <laughs> in season three. So. We definitely just thought nobody would listen. We were just throwing it out there and people actually listened. So, you know, we've upped our game since then somewhat. Uh, 2%. Um. <laughs> 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 oh my god look we're a, we're a solid c plus in the banter stakes yeah up against tim lovejoy um, and <laughs> james <terrible>. martin <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the white man of weekend TV. Um, you had to choose to be interviewed by matt tebber or james martin on saturday morning tv what would you choose oh, that is actually hard because they're both kind of mean like they're both a bit condescending and I feel like they wouldn't have much time for our shite. <laughs> I'd probably go Ted's. Would you? Yeah. I think, I think James Martin would be rude. Rude? <laughs> Sorry. Every time I say rude, I have to say rude after it in a Scottish accent. <laughs> it's a weird affliction. <laughs> rude? Yeah. I'll let Ted's know. <laughs> would you pick James Martin? Yeah. Wow. All day. Well, you kind of fancy him, don't you? <clears throat> no. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. I'll take that. I will take that from certain people. Read Gordon Ramsay, but like (laughs) definitely not James Martin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll take it back. Do you want to hear something suggested from Nigella to distract you? Always. Is it about James Martin? No, it's about (laughs) cakes. (laughs) Pour over. Do you think anyone has ever written anything suggestive about James Martin? 
<laughs> I bet. I bet there is a world of women who love James Martin. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same sure. for, for Matt Tebbett as well. He, whenever I like, you know, search it on Twitter on a Saturday morning, hoping to see like people, you know slagging off some shit he's just said but i just get people talking about how sexy he is oh my and god we're deprived it's usually hannah <laughs> <laughs> what if you had a matt tebbett fan twitter account that would be funny that would be funny for you to find out about after all <laughs> <laughs> anyway tell me the suggestive nigella thing pour over the waiting cake <laughs> letting it drip down the sides i just Drizzle it back and forth across the top and let it run where it will. <laughs> I so... love the way you wrote that. Have you thought about doing an open mic night for poetry? <laughs> I might just do it for this book because it's packed with absolute filth. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yes, that is this book in a nutshell. It's the most Nigella thing. Push some confectioner's sugar over the cake through a fine sieve or tea strainer when serving. I can't stop myself murmuring raspberries to you either. <laughs> I should tell you, I've got the American version. That's why she's calling it confectioner's sugar. And it's jam fucking packed with cups and oh, tablespoons and, you know, exhausting, inaccurate <laughs> measurements. Zucchini. <laughs> Zucchini. <laughs> I self rising cake just, this yes I feel like th that's all there is to say about this book it is Phil. very Nigella and then like everybody knows about Nigella and it's great so it's called How to Be a Domestic Goddess mm -hmm. but that's ironic oh tell it's me why <laughs> <laughs> she talks in the, the preface which is beautifully written but kind of doesn't really say anything <laughs> basically she says this is a book about baking but not a baking book she's basically like this i'm giving you this like simple book of recipes that make you will make you feel like a domestic goddess right even if you're not one okay she talks about how making a cake and giving it to someone presenting it to someone is more than the sum of its parts. She's like, making a cake is easy, but everybody will feel joy from the cake, okay. whether it's you making it or them receiving it. And it's just this really lovely thing. And they'll think that you've spent more time and energy yes. on it than you have. And so she talks about that. It's not about being a domestic goddess. It's about feeling like one and just, you know, taking away this kind of, like, so this came out in 2000. So I think this was like peak, I don't know, just, like everyone having this like new busy life right. in terms of like you know we were in, we're in like the start of the internet or yeah the net whatever and, she calls you know, it with a capital N <laughs> yes <laughs> and she's she's like oh you know everything has to be done like quickly and she talks it um the trouble with much modern cooking is not that the food it produces isn't good but that the mood it induces in the cook is skin of the teeth efficiency all briskness and little pleasure. Wow. She likes pleasure, doesn't she, Nigella? Yeah, like, I can never see her, like, running <laughs> through. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think she probably, like, just gets up in the morning yeah. and pads around in some fluffy slippers. You know? Yes. I, I just can't imagine her ever with her hair out of place, stressing no. about anything, really. But she'd like you to think that that's, you know, that's who she is. And just like to tell you that she ends her preamble with... This isn't a dream. What's more, it isn't even a nightmare. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I'm just going to get that tattooed on me, everyone. <laughs> that sounds like the small of my back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like <clears throat> like naughty kind of tramp stamp tattoo trend. <laughs> or like in like Diamante on your t-shirt that Paris Hilton would wear or something. <laughs> yes. Oh, I found another one. Oh, yeah. In the uh, Muscat rice pudding. The rice should have absorbed the liquid, but still have a voluptuous creaminess about it. My God. What's your favourite thing with voluptuous creaminess? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is, it, it's, it's a baking book, as I said. But it's not a book about baking. <laughs> oh, no, was it the other way around? Um, it's all pretty simple. There's like a whole section about Christmas. There's a whole 
a section entitled children cooking for them not, with them not, not them <laughs> cakes biscuits etc like it's very you know there's a whole chapter called it the domestic goddess's larder i mean and i don't think anyone's called it a larder since the fucking no 70s so you know i love that what do you think is it called a larder in yours oh is it called a pantry i don't know what page are you on it's a whole chapter oh. three three two. Oh, <laughs> hannah's really done her work on reading her whole book <laughs> oh it's a pantry mm. controversial interesting yeah i don't know she's just a bit not <laughs> it's the aromatic equivalent of well-worn ambrosially evocative cream painted tongue and groove paneling what Excuse i don't me? even know what she's it's talking about paneling. oh Jesus. vanilla sugar that that's what she's talking about oh, of course <laughs> if that of doesn't course. say vanilla sugar to me i don't know what does uh you need detect only the ghost of a wrinkle on the jam service surface <laughs> The toast. The ghost of a wrinkle. Oh, she loves that. What did you text me one? And it was like the warm breath of the oven. I like to eat it with the warm breath of the oven on it. Sorry, that's something you, you cook. Sorry about that. Spoiler. Spoiler. Now everybody knows that I made the thing with the, and ate it with the warm <laughs> breath of the oven still on it. I like the cooking for the school fair. Oh, was that fat in your, in your, it's the fair yeah, in here. Oh, yours is fair. Oh, yeah. Mine is uh, cooking for the school fate. And doesn't it say like there comes a time where you will have to do there this? There comes a certain time, Victoria. There's no, there's no, yeah, <laughs> diverging from this. This is it's going to happen to everybody. But of course, you don't need to make anything. Many parents bring along bought stuff. <laughs> it's absolute questions. But it's strange how one batch of homemade cupcakes can assuage. I can never say that word. Assuage? Mm -hmm. Assuage. Was he the one that did WikiLeaks? <laughs> wow. wow, I've lost it. One batch of homemade cupcakes can assuage. Sharon's <laughs> guilt of being late for parents' money. <laughs> Honestly, how do you say that word? I'm going to have to look it up. I have no idea. Get on YouTube. <laughs> A swage? A swage? I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. Pronunciation. <laughs> We're doing great. So basically, <laughs> very simple. There's not that many pictures, and the pictures that they have are frankly not that inspiring. But, you know, it was a different time. Yeah, the photos aren't great, are they? No. It's all a bit... It's a very... Swage. <laughs> Everybody ready? <laughs> Assuage. 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 Julian. Assuage. Sorry, yes. Yeah, no, the photos. Well, my, yeah, because the it's the American one. Mine is like a black cover with a cupcake on front, but not like a very, more like a fairy cake than a cupcake, I would mm. say. And then mm. there's a, this smoking hot picture of her on the back where she looks bloody great. Moody, moody, I would say. Arms, has She's just got good everything, got good face, good pots too. Lots of pots. That's not her kitchen. Big silver ring. <laughs> that was a haiku. <laughs> what um, did you cook, Hannah, before this descends into something we can't rectify? <laughs> oh my God. What? Oh my God. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you assuaging right now? <laughs> I'm assuaging. I didn't even see this, right? So at the beginning of every chapter there's like her she like has a few paragraphs of introducing it, right? Yeah. So there's a chocolate chapter and I just uh, turned to the thing. And I bet this isn't in yours, but it is on page I don't know. Oh, I'm with it, I think. Okay. There's a there's a section that says Look for brands containing a minimum of 70% cocoa solids. When in doubt or in need, phone the Chocolate Society. And then there's a, a phone number. <laughs> no, they've taken that out of mind. Maybe they couldn't find the international <laughs> dialing code. <laughs> Look for brands containing a minimum of 70% cocoa solids. That's it. And then she goes on to... When in doubt or in need. <laughs> I wonder if the chocolate... Chocolate society still exists. Yeah, and with this number, can we call them with an emergency? 
I'm in need of chocolate. Can you? Hi, guys. Just wondering what percent cocoa my Kit Kat is. It looks like it's a housing society. No. Surely not. There's many chocolate societies, but um, I can't imagine. Oh, there's chocolate one. society www.chocolate.co.uk. That must be the, the one. phone number no longer. Oh no, maybe that's like a brand. Anyway, we really are assuaging <laughs> here. What did you put? I bake. <laughs> Make. Well, I, I bake, but I it's not a podcast about baking. I first, <laughs> This is a baking podcast. <laughs> I first yes. made... What I will say about this book is that it is... Everything's very simple, very accessible. I mean, not to sneak... <laughs> give you a wow, sneak geez. preview of the rating. <laughs> but, like, nothing's not... Easter egg of a rating... <laughs> <laughs> I was I just wanted to use up some apples that I had in the fridge do you ever buy apples and then they're just a bit smushy you know I don't like when the pulp is a bit smushy mm-hmm. I like crunchy you like a crisp I like a crisp, crisp pulp. pulp I don't want smushy pulp so these apples were a bit smushy pulp smushy pulp that's a our um, cover band of the week <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to live like <laughs> Common apples. Wanna <laughs> <laughs> live like the people in the chocolate society do. <laughs> yes. So this cake was the apple and walnut cake. It uses. Did you say it was the apple of your eye? <laughs> yes. No, you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. Wait, so i played quite fast and loose with this recipe because she she don't, it's what nigella would want well i think it is i just you know i padded oh, into yeah. my larder you know in my little satin dressing gown and i thought what do i have here <laughs> and <laughs> in full makeup and my hair looked great and <laughs> i love the way you say satin what did i say satin like satin <laughs> yeah i like that look there's no airs and graces around here <laughs> but so she uses golden raisins i just used sultanas i think and she uses walnut oil but i subbed in olive oil because it's only like half a cup and i don't want to buy walnut oil and the whole like basis of this recipe is that she had walnut oil that she used for one recipe and then never used it again and then just decided to use it for this cake so it seemed like counterproductive to buy it just oh. for this cake. Anyway, and like a pound of apples and there's walnuts, they're optional. And then like sugar, eggs, flour, self-rising cake flour, cinnamon, baking soda, etc. So it's really easy. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. You put the raisins in a pan and you, with rum or water, bring it to the boil and then remove it from the heat so that they plump up aromatically (laughs) i didn't check if they were plumping up aromatically but they did plump up that you beat the oil and sugar together and then you add the eggs one at a time until it looks like a light mayonnaise i use brown sugar so it did not look like a light mayonnaise it looked like mustard and then you add in the dry ingredients the egg mixture and stir in the apples lemon zest drained raisins Another great band name. And walnuts if you're using them. <laughs> drained raisins. <laughs> raisins. Oh we have drained raisins. And this is plumping up aromatically. <laughs> Hello, Harrogate. <laughs> she says smooth what will be a fairly stiff batter into the pan. I swear to God, there was like probably like... 60% apples and four, like no more, like 75% apples and 25% batter. I was like struggling to like coat the apples with the batter. I don't know if I just used too many apples. <laughs> I don't think so because I weighed you them. I used too many apples because <laughs> they are I too salty. So <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a lot. Um, and I just was afraid it was just going to be really like moist like the apples and like the 
cake wouldn't even puff up. But right. it looks really lumpy going in. And it looks pretty lumpy coming out to the point where someone who saw it said that it looked like fried chicken, which is always a great trait in a cake. I don't know. That's what I went to Cordon Bleu to achieve. <laughs> Cakes that look like fried chicken. Is that not in the recipe book? No, sadly not. They no, missed fried chicken. <laughs> Gapple cake. <laughs> but yeah i you bake it for like an hour and it was just a bit weird i didn't love it now i did make a lot of subs so i don't know if it was my fault it wasn't terrible but it was just a bit meh it was more like a snacking mm. cake yeah it was fine i didn't i didn't love it but maybe i should give it another bash she says to like the original recipe is from Anna Del Conte. Anna Del Conte says to leave the cake a day before eating. And then that's when Nigella says that she admits that she loves eating it with the warm breath of the oven still faintly upon it. Only faintly. But yeah, it was I fine. Just I just don't... Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I just think that this is what this book is. It's just fine. You know, there's nothing... There's nothing... Look, look I like this mm. book, again, spoiler alert, but like, I think... None of these recipes or cakes or whatever bakes would ever blow anyone's mind. No. Would they? No, no. Maybe. I think it's much more like a, a pantry, <laughs> a pantry book that you have. Um, in your larder. In your larder when you just, you know, <laughs> get up for a little midnight snack and you just, you know, just have a craving for something sweet, <laughs> darling. My second thing that I made were the snickerdoodles. Fun. I like saying snickerdoodle. I don't know how you feel about it. I feel like you should or could have called your dog snickerdoodle. <laughs> It's a good name for a dog. No? It is. And, you know, as previously mentioned, Doug gets me in all sorts of bother <laughs> with this name. What about with his name? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, because he's a menace. But yeah, this woman the other day in the park was, like, quite rude. Like, she was sitting, <laughs> she was sitting with her d dog, and Doug went running around, and I was calling him, and she just, like, half turned to me, and she was like, you called your dog dog? I was like, no, it's Doug Douglas. <laughs> back off mate like i'm not here to question what you called your dog like fucking tatiana or whatever it was like, like yeah. oh you're so cool because you called your dog not dog like okay. i just call it as i see I'm, it okay i always wanted that with my child i often just call him baby i have since he was like i'll be like baby stop baby please stop when i'm out and about uh, if you called your baby baby, I would think that maybe Jamie Oliver was the dad, actually. <laughs> that sounds like something he would call his baby, baby Oliver. I, I feel like it's not uh, baby Oliver. Uh, yeah, because he's run out of names because he has so many children. <laughs> he has so many offspring that he's run out of, like, you know, foliage names for them. <laughs> like, one of them's called Bobby. He's like, just couldn't think of it. <laughs> What's the like hippiest no. name that you like? I quite like River. <laughs> I River was on my list. I like it as oh, well. Yeah. It was also, you know, the name of my first dance song. Uh, but you know, people are fundamentally opposed to that. I thought your first dance was "God Only Knows How Much I Love You," or whatever that one is called. No, that was my last dance. Oh God, I felt. Uh, of a friend over here. Last, and that's not a thing that was the last you went at my wedding I was like <laughs> I'm even at my fucking wedding <laughs> you didn't even exist for me snickerdoodle anyway what's the yes snickerdoodle snickerdoodle is the most hippie name that I like uh, stroop for my son stroop waffle is mine <laughs> <laughs> little I... stroop waffle queen <laughs> What a dream. Queen. Queen. That's what like you're saying, Queen. You called your daughter Queen. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, my surname is Queen. <laughs> um, stalkers, come at me. Um, the snickerdoodles are very simple. <laughs> come at me and my daughter, Strootwaffle. <laughs> <laughs> She's delicious. I'm delicious. Um, <laughs> 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 snickerdoodles. 
titles are very easy and you probably have everything that you need for them in the cupboard or in the pantry and therefore I recommend that you make them because they're great. So it's all-purpose flour, nutmeg, baking powder, salt, butter, sugar, egg, vanilla extract, cinnamon. So easy. There's not even any chilling time. You set aside all, or set aside, you combine all the dry ingredients and then set them aside. And then in a big bowl, you cream the butter with the sugar and then you beat in the egg and vanilla. Fold in the dry. Easy, easy. But then you make like a cinnamon sugar and you take little balls of the dough, walnut size. Walnuts I can relate to, golf balls less so as we know. And you yeah, roll them in the cinnamon sugar mix and you put them on the baking sheet and then you just bake them for 15 minutes. And they just hold their shape really nicely. They're nice little like domes of biscuits and they smell like a Cinnabon shop. Cinnabon? <laughs> Cinnabon. <laughs> and it's like absolutely Cinnabon, lost, TM. Lost shit. And that's it. They're just really nice. But I brought them into the office and everyone really liked them. And they just, they keep quite well for a couple of days. They're kind of cakey. They're not mm. like a snappy biscuit. <laughs> like I'm not a... Snappy biscuit, that's my... Uh, Drag me. <laughs> As opposed to... S- I'm not going to say No, it. don't do it. But this makes 32 snickerdoodles. That's many. How many? 32. As many counties as there are in Ireland. (laughs) Back in the fair green island of Ireland. But yeah, these are great. I've made them before from Rachel Allen's book, Bake, which is one of my favourite baking books. She's Irish. She is Irish, yeah. It's my token (laughs) Irish chef shout out of the week. (laughs) It lasts three weeks. No. Yeah, and that recipe is great as well. But honestly, I'm a big fan of a snickerdoodle. She says you could also serve them as part of a dessert with warm, spicy, poached or stewed plums. Which would... (laughs) Warm plums, spicy plums, poached plums or stewed plums. Which one? Gun to your head. Which one are you picking, Vic? (laughs) Can you put that? Stewed, always stewed. I think it's spicy. Can you put them in the microwave? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> with a bowl of cool creme fraiche. Yeah, so uh, I really like them, actually. I like them more than the... Can you make them again? Yes, 100%. They're great. Really, really easy, quick and delicious. I think the thing about snickerdoodle, uh-huh. for me, is that in my head, they are like, they're very flat. Like a sugar cookie style. Oh, no, no, like, no. And I, and I feel like I didn't know. When? What is a snicker? I don't know what a snicker, what does snickerdoodle mean? This is when we need a producer. But when did you have them flat? I feel like in America. I feel like as in, you know, like when you see them when you're in like the, the US. Oh, no. They're... I feel like you see them in things, but maybe I'm just, maybe I've confused them with something else. Yeah, no, they're not flat. They're quite domey. And if you want to know the meaning, it comes from the German term Schneckenodel. How's it going? God, my German accent's so good. Schneckenodel, (laughs) which can be translated as snail dumpling. (laughs) How great is that? I really want to learn German. Snail dumpling. Schneckenodel. You should. It's very similar to English, no? As in grammatically. Have you heard that Dylan Moran joke where he says it sounds like a typewriter falling down the stairs? <laughs> yeah, I have seen That's that. quite rude. Of course I don't agree with that. Anyway, what did you <laughs> what did you make, Victoria? So I also made two things. Sorry, it's quite late here and I am in a room directly below where my kid is sleeping. So <laughs> this is my low voice. Oh, I thought you were just howling. Also, my he'll be fine. <laughs> oh yeah, seductive. So I made two things. Mm-hmm. The first one was sweet and the second one is savoury, which is fun. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Hashtag balance. 
you know me. So the first thing was store cupboard chocolate orange cake, Ooh. which I mean I don't know why she's it's not called pantry yeah, or say. larder chocolate <laughs> orange cake. Rude. She knows it's for plebs <laughs> like us. And I did have everything oh. in my store cupboard slash pantry slash larder. I did not have to buy anything. You had chocolate. So it, that's impressive. Yes. Because we did 4,000 batches of cookies recently. Yeah, gotcha. Chocolate chip cookies. And I bought a lot of chocolate. Nice. <laughs> and I saw I had exactly 100 grams of dark chocolate in, not as in a bar of 100 grams. Not, yeah. I didn't have exactly 100 grams in my larder. And then it's um, unsalted butter, chocolate, 300 grams of uh, good thin cut marmalade, caster sugar, salt, eggs and self-raising flour and it couldn't it's so easy like you just you melt the butter yeah in a pan like on the hob add in the chocolate it's like broken you break it up and then take it off the heat you melt those two together and then you add the marmalade the sugar the salt and eggs nice you like kind of it's basically just all your like wet ingredients in in there yeah and then bit by bit you add your flour in and then she wants you to put in it into a 20 centimeter springform tin i didn't have a 20 centimeter springform tin so i just used a normal tin which yeah. i think was bad bad news because some of it did stick uh, i didn't line it i thought it'd be fine just buttered yeah. but it wasn't you just bake it for like 50 minutes and it's it's just it's that easy wow it was nice it was you think it's going to be really sweet all i did because it's got all that marmalade and sugar yeah. and chocolate in but actually the kind of bitterness of the marmalade takes Works. it away yeah 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 okay um, because you chose so it's just, good thin cut marmalade presumably exactly if you'd gone for that um, bad thick cut stuff then it would have been <laughs> an orange <laughs> uh yeah it was nice so the recipe takes over just over a page but the whole method is literally like four or five lines yeah and then the rest is her talking about how ugly <laughs> the cake is she's like, it is. she's like it is however a plain looking cake and although i have no objections to that if you want something slightly more elaborate you could dust it with icing sugar but then she also goes on to talk about you know, why don't you get one of those like stencils, like cake stencils? And she says, oh my gosh. I'm particularly partial to the star and leaf designs and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's not nice. what she's going to be shamed over. I've just found a strange yeah. quote in one of her, in the molten chocolate baby cakes intro. You just yeah. don't know, no, why Nigella <laughs> is talking this way, way. She says, this recipe comes by way of the great James McNair, America's gastro compendium made flesh. Is she talking about a man as just flesh? <laughs> I'm so confused. Gastro compendium. Aren't, <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah, I guess we all have that in common, but very strange. I don't know who that man is, but I'm, I'm thrilled Could for him. great James McNair. He's so great. He's so great. They're so great. You've never um, heard of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did dust it with icing sugar. I don't have any cake stencils. Heathen. She suggests serving it with like a creme fraiche, which I did do. Ooh. And it was lovely. Very much a hit. I was a very much a domestic goddess the day I made it because my husband and his dad were like in the garden working. Oh my God. Like, gardening. And I like took it out to them. I was like, hey, do you want to try this cake? <laughs> so they crack open some cans of Diet Coke as you like sachet out in your. <laughs> sachet. Yeah, I sachet. Assuage. And yeah, it was a really big hit. Ah. I was particularly interested actually in her she has very a whole variations bit for this particular cake and she says you can use any jam that you want oh. she particularly enjoys raspberry or apricot but you bought me some lovely cherry jam oh yes from Fortnum Mason that's right after I had my baby and I would use that next time because I think that like chocolate and cherry mm, would be lovely that would be good or 
Nigella suggests she thinks we should consider uh, swapping the marmalade's weight for dark, aromatic and velvety prune puree. Oh, God. Has anyone talked so sexily about prune puree? (laughs) (laughs) So obviously I would want to do that. But it obviously, as per the recipe, needs to be served with creme fraiche that you've added a few crucial drops of Armanac to. Oh, you've got loads of that hanging around the drinks cabinet, don't you? That's honestly, that's all I have in my house, in my larder. <laughs> Prune puree and Armanac. <laughs> ready for this cake. Um, so get ready, guests. <clears throat> that is in my... Did you see, before yes. we get to the next recipe, the next recipe, that she has something called blueberry boy bait? In here? Boy bait. Yes. Tell me the page number, please. One, two, six, Victoria. She says... What if it's different in mine? Yeah. She wanted something different, something more luscious and perhaps something more English. My version then goes like this. Aromatic custardy sponge, sweet gooey fruit and meringue, sugar crisped, boy bait, Brit style and the proof of the pudding, dot, dot, dot. But she doesn't say why it's called boy bait. I'm confused because this blueberries bring all the boys to the yard <laughs> yeah it's right next to my favorite recipe in this book <laughs> for hilarious jokes that i already put on instagram it's <laughs> a uh, recipe called <laughs> rhubarb grunt cobbler or a slump what the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> these all sounds like various stages in a mental breakdown <laughs> first you get the boy bait and then you get the grunt before you get to the slump and then you get the cream crumble <laughs> oh my god <laughs> sorry we do sorry. love you though Jella. it's just so funny <laughs> um Okay. The second thing I made was, like I said, savory, and it was the garlic and parsley hearthbreads, hearthbreads, hearthbreads. I think hearth, but I could be wrong. (laughs) Don't make you. You make me sound like I'm from the West Country. (laughs) (laughs) West, west of this country. a little anecdote that Hannah has told previously <laughs> on this podcast. So, um, and so they are the recipe that she uses the word pungent most ever. Ding, ding, ding. Maybe the most, yeah, Jesus, pungent. It's like, it's at least... I don't think of pungent as a good word either. Like if someone smells pungent, no. I don't want to smell them. <laughs> no. <laughs> These are basically for catchers. She calls them something between a garlic naan and a herby focaccia, dimpled, doughy, dimpled. and headily pungent. <laughs> Nobody loves a dimpling um, as much as Nigella Larson. Dimple, a pungent dimple. She loves it. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking about belly buns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 gross. Listen, this is... Oh. <laughs> Um, so it's it's a really simple recipe, but it's quite a long one because you have to do a lot of like, waiting for things to rise yeah. and things to fall, yeah. and you know, like that blue song. Is it blue? We mentioned blue a lot on this. Uh, Absolutely no quality um, music, shit music only. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's strong white flour, instant yeast, salt, warm water, uh, five tablespoons of olive oil. Oh, I think I might have read that incorrectly and actually put three tablespoons in oh. because I need new glasses and can't see anything. <laughs> Garlic, parsley and salt. So you make the dough, which is very easy. It's just you mix the flour, the yeast, the salt together. But then what you do is, and I've never done this before in making bread, you put the, she 
asks you to put the olive oil into the warm water yeah. and mix it. Weird. In a, I mean, I say mix. Those things don't no. mix. That's just science. Classic, um, Classic non-mixing. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know day one of gcse <laughs> fucking physics <laughs> chemistry you know this is my biology the way, the way that, that i look the way that i, the way that I mix <laughs> so then you put that into the the dry mixture mix 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 yeah need 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 yeah uh she gives you instructions for kneading by hand or with the mixer you leave that to prove for like an hour until uh, it's doubled in size and whilst you're doing that you cut the top off three large or four small heads of garlic wow that's a lot them in little it's pungent <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> and then you put each one in their own little for uh tin foil packet nice uh, like they've just and run they put in them in the oven. <laughs> exactly exactly uh and then put them in the oven for 45 minutes until they are let me tell you not mushy but still just holding their shape yeah that's me (laughs) (laughs) i'm already mushy the the vegetable drawer (laughs) and then you leave those to cool you then she says you need to punch down your bread mix leave that for 10 minutes lads what i'm not made of time <laughs> yeah you've to, you, after you've punched it down you leave it for 10 minutes and then you split it in two oh. and you put each one on a baking sheet or bako glide should you talk about bako glide in yours no oh it must have been a, a popular thing in the early 2000s that helped with cooking i guess it was like non-stick oh like a mash or something maybe like brand a, uh... i guess baker glide and then you need them it's, it's like it's basically making a catch you kind of stretch it mm. out into a an oval and again leave it oh, right. for 25 minutes covered to prove so you've got two mm. whilst you're you know waiting for that to prove you make the little garlicky sauce so you squeeze out all the garlic into like a food processor I use my mini chopper and and parsley. So like a bunch of parsley. She suggests leaves only, but like who's got the time to sit and pick leaves of parsley? I know. And it's all, it's all just delicious. Pungent. Pungent. Exactly. And then enough oil to make a runny paste. Okay. Then you get to drizzling, is it? No, is it dimpling, then drizzling? Dimpling, then drizzling. Oh, I, th- I actually don't think you're drizzling. I think you're pouring. Oh, God damn. If we're talking about verbs. Let me tell you. Pour this green mixture all over the corrugated flatbreads. Oh, my God. She loves um, loves a synonym. <sighs> Doesn't but she? she... Thesaurus.com's biggest <laughs> visitor. <laughs> um, they're like, is that IP address again? <laughs> Who is it? We're basically writing their books for them. They're like, is it J.K. Rowling? <laughs> no, no job. In the oven at 200 for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then you sprinkle over some salt and set down on the table for people to tear greedily at with their bare hands. Oh, my God. Nigella, well, they're not going to be wearing fucking gloves, are they? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they may. <laughs> they also, you know, what you've got to also do is she talks about it in the in the introduction uh, when lunch is cold and sparse some sharp cheese some sliced tomatoes a green salad these bring everything substantially chin drippingly together oh my god she's an absolute she's filthy <laughs> i mean she knows what she's doing well in this um i just so happen to have the book open of the spinach ricotta and bulgur wheat pie and she says though it is no what sex is <laughs> But uh, bulgur wheat really gets me going. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm surprised this is in the royal quiche, frankly. <laughs> True. Though it is in no way an in- inadequate substitute for the carnivore's version, but rather an entirely seductive alternative in its own right. Absolutely nobody no ever has gone. ever been seduced by spinach and bulgur wheat. <laughs> oh, she's absolutely not. Um, How did it taste? The garlic breads were lovely. They were great. They were really nice. nice. They were maybe a bit, there is a picture for these ones, and they were maybe a bit 
puffier than I would have wanted. Yeah. But delicious flavor. The obviously garlic and parsley. It's always a winner. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's not nobody's. You know, she's not getting awards for that most innovative flavor combinations. But it's a, it it's a classic for a reason. Yeah. And then on day two, after I made these, I cut some in half. Oh yeah, and flipped it over. Oh. Used the bread as a sandwich with like the garlicky layer on the inside instead of like butter. Wow, it was great. You're a genius. I am. Was it chin drippingly good? Thank you. It was chin drippingly great. Seductively. Um, I'm not very good at this, am I? <laughs> Tissos.com. Um, <laughs> quick. I teared greedily at it with my bare hands. <laughs> oh. I do like It was her. great. Anything else that you wanted to make that you saw that you... Yeah, I definitely will come back to this. Like you say, it's it's like a, you know, oh, I've got a load of lemons or I've got a load of something that I need to use. Yeah. I did enjoy the sound of sour cream chocolate cake with sour cream icing. Nice. Yeah, that does uh, look good. The dream bars, that's in the children's section. Oh, yeah, they kind um, of nutty, coconutty. Like, like coconut, mm, yeah. Yeah. And the onion tart. Yeah. I thought it looked nice. That looks great. Uh, who doesn't love an onion tart? Uh, lunatics, that's who. What about you? Uh, pistachio macaroons I thought looked great. Yes, they did look great. Um, yeah, yeah, there were many things. Yeah, I didn't really go near the like savoury stuff, but I'd like to. There's like cheese, onion and potato pies as well that I thought looked fun. Baklava muffins. Oh, there was these Irish blue crackers that I thought looked fun. I haven't made any. Um, oh, yeah. crackers before she does use blue cornmeal which she says she found, finds in the supermarket but like we're not all shopping where it's irish about them there's cattle blue cheese in there oh okay cornerstone of irish cuisine and then underneath there's a cracker <laughs> called hot discs which you know we could be our That's DJ our, name. Our label for our bands. <laughs> 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 but yeah no I do, I do think this is a great book for like anyone who enjoys baking yeah oh my god who loves having yeah ridiculous erotic vocabulary talking throughout their books um, but it's just like none of it's nuts none of it's like there's no like trendy ingredients in here or anything yes. it's just like very accessible and yeah. yeah we'll all be domestic goddesses you know, overnight. Do you feel like a domestic goddess after making those two things? Oh, I mean, I felt like one a long time ago, but um, this really <laughs> solidified it for me. <laughs> Shall we raid? Let's raid this book. Um, oh, I feel a bit rusty about rating, but you're going to talk about it, so it's fine. <laughs> rusty ratings. <laughs> Been a while since I've rated a book. <laughs> Out of five random things. <laughs> so we, each book we rate out of five criteria and they are usability and accessibility. That's one. That's one. Uh, second one, ingredients used. Third is aesthetics. How does it look? Nice photos, etc. Fourth one is veggie friendliness. And the fifth is inspirability. And, and the new sixth one is assuaging. <laughs> Assuage away <laughs> from this day. Nigel Assuage. Nigella. No, no anyway. let's not compare Nigella Lawson no. and Nigel Farage. <laughs> For each book. Please, please can. Can we change the rating based on the chef or the book or something that kind of comes up as a recurring theme? For Nigella, I mean, there are plenty of things to choose from <laughs> yeah, yeah pungent dimples you could um yeah you could the top should be lightly browned burnished and billowed up with the heat <laughs> burnished and billowed she's wasted in like... this game honestly <laughs> she should be mills and boone author of the year but for this one we did particularly enjoy the quote of <laughs> Warm <laughs> breath of the oven. <laughs> so, Victoria, 
how many warm breaths of the oven are you going to give how to be a domestic goddess out of five? That's the longest sentence I've ever said in my life. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Usability, <laughs> usability and accessibility. That's one breath. That gets one breath from me. One warm breath. <laughs> um, it's we've talked about it it's very useful it's very accessible uh, ingredients used that gets another warm breath from me oh. <laughs> I'm starting to think this breath is smelly <laughs> no I feel like nothing to do with my jello is smelly she smells like um, roses and privilege <laughs> <laughs> I smell um, like desperation I smell like joy <laughs> joy and cinnamon I smell like grapefruit beer <laughs> I love an Elvis juice I like an Elvis juice I know juice. we hate brew dog and they're cancelled and they're terrible people but it's a great beer I love grapefruit yeah aesthetics I don't think it gets a warm breath the photos aren't what about a warm puff <laughs> maybe a cool puff Yes, I don't think the photos are fine, but they don't, they're not they're not giving me a lot of you know joy and inspiration. So it doesn't get a warm breath. Veggie friendly, obviously gets one. There's basically no meat. Well, there isn't any meat in here. I don't that I saw, and I didn't see any lard or anything like that. So that's another warm breath there's, from me. Just the occasional sausage. That's all. <laughs> Just to know. What about the book, Hannah? <laughs> the book. This is, we're getting out of hand. It's my jello. Um, she's made us all. She's out of hand. Out of the frying pan into the hand. <laughs> Sausages. <laughs> Inspirational. I think so. Do you? I feel inspired. Not in the same way as like maybe some of the other books we talked about, but in a way that like, I know I'll come back to this. I know when I'm like, I want to make something as a sweetie tree for someone and I've got stuff in the house that I could probably use. Yeah. Like, this seems like the book that I would go to knowing that I probably have everything in yeah. for something. And I feel like that's always good to have. Yeah. And like few of the recipes like go longer than a couple of paragraphs, right? Like they're just yes. so simple. So for all my school, the school fates in my future, <laughs> I will be looking up this book. To what is wage. your your guilt so sorry that is <laughs> that's four warm breaths of the oven out of a possible five warm breaths <laughs> <laughs> it's gross <laughs> breath is never good i am with you mostly usability and accessibility <laughs> <laughs> definitely one for that ingredients used mm. yes another warm breath of the oven faintly upon it on that one <laughs> <laughs> aesthetics yeah i don't think it's gonna get a point from me i do like breath a breath from me yeah i'll hold my breath on that one she like i like the like bold ingredients and the gold of the equipment that you need to yes. use but the folk in general it's just not the bold and gold bold and gold that is the dress code for my wedding that will never happen um, and uh, veggie friendliness yes veggie friendly there's some gelatin and yeah like I said sausages but for the most part it's like sweet stuff that doesn't require all sweets no meat honey and yeah. then inspirability I'm only going to give it half because I think like I did struggle a bit at the start to be like, what am I going to make? But then I think when you get your head into it, you're like, okay, I get what this is. This is like a classic kind of book about yeah. baking, not a baking book. Not a baking book. I completely see that now. I see that well, it's not a baking <laughs> book, but a book about baking. I've seen the light. And yeah, I think like you said, like if you have some stuff in your store cover that you want to use in your pantry, but yeah, I'm not going to be larder. like in your larder. You Sorry, I'm just talking to our US listeners. I've been representing them all episodes. And our vegetarians, our vegetarians don't have larders, I guess. Why? Because this lard. It's got the word lard. <laughs> yeah, it's late, lads. We're sorry about this. <laughs> so I'm giving it three and a half warm breaths out of five. Oh. It goes. 
That's disgusting. <laughs> I just brushed my teeth, fine, and flossed. Just <laughs> well, you know, a couple of hours ago. <laughs> this morning, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fifteen hours ago. Anyway, a little humble brag there for the listeners about how you floss. What? Do you not floss? Not daily. Uh, no, no. To be fair, not daily either. But regularly. I like to feel the thin <laughs> shreds of <laughs> the cool air, the cool minty air oh. between the cavities of my teeth. <laughs> Nigella, we love you. We take the piss out of you, but we do love you and your recipes work for the most part, which is, li- yeah, always a plus. Exactly. You know, yeah. It's a it's a strong book. It is, and we love you. We do, Nigel. Queen Nigel, yes, Queen. Thank you for listening, lovely listeners. Thank you so much for listening. We're sorry about the digressions, <laughs> but at the end of the day, this is a podcast about cookbooks, not a cookbook <laughs> podcast. So, <laughs> so assuage you. all your guilt about <laughs> listening. <laughs> everybody's task for this episode is to find where we've used the word assuage correctly and no i think everyone's task for this cup we should start setting homework how fun would that be for literally nobody but to find your favorite nigella quote and send it to us yes we want it here we want we will continue to put them up yes as well we want to hear your words drip onto our Oh, don't. <laughs> she says drip and dimple and all these things. That's okay. Doesn't mean you have to say it like right into the microphone <laughs> to me. Anyway, we love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank Hannah you. has absolutely lost it. <laughs> I lost that long time. Um, it'll just be me next time. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. thank you so much for listening to this episode of the cookbook circle if you enjoyed it please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review as it helps others to find us and enjoy us you can see how the recipes from this episode turned out on our instagram at cookbook circle where you can also get in touch with us let us know your thoughts feedback ideas for episodes whatever you like we really love to hear from all of you so we'll see you next time Bye. bye